Hello and welcome to the Healing is Everything podcast. I am your host, Paul Hawthorne. Well, season two is here. If you listened to the last episode in season one, you would know that my intent was take a short break, sit back and reflect on the future messages that I wanted to share with the people following my podcast. My intention was really to start interviewing people that could share some of their knowledge, wisdom and experiences to enrich this conversation. Although that is still my plan for future episodes, I also received some requests from listeners to continue sharing my personal knowledge and experiences on the topics of inspiration, healing, and real concrete skills to help them start healing from their past traumas, strategies on how to ground yourself in the present moment, and helpful ways to start creating and manifesting the future of your dreams. So I've decided to keep the momentum going as these podcasts are truly for you. Because the reason for me to create this content is the realization that many of us need healing and welcome the wisdom of others. So I dedicate this episode to all of you that reached out and asked for some content similar to seasons one, season one's format. So I am excited to start off season two with the topic of create a new and better future by understanding the power of your thoughts. So let's begin. Our external world is created internally. I think we forget in the day how much control we actually have over our reality. Because we're habitual and we have a routine and we feel like a pawn on a chessboard sometimes opposed to the one moving the pieces. It doesn't matter how bad of a day you had, the world is not against you. Life is how we handle the situation and it all starts eternally with our thoughts. One of my favorite quotes is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space, we have the power to choose our response. There are some things that just happen, which we can't control. Like for example, the families we're born into, illness or chronic illness and disease, job layoffs, the death of loved ones, breakups, divorce, pandemics, accidents. Those are just to name a few. Part of life is understanding that some things in life just happen like those ones. But it's how we respond to those situations in life that determine how our life will unfold. Rather, if we focus on what we can control in our lives and understand that there are times where we don't have control of our lives, like the examples that I just shared, this is where we can begin to create and manifest the future reality that we want. It is how we perceive interpret and think about the situations that we control in our life that generate our feelings about those situations and how we subsequently respond with our behavior. No one can choose your thoughts or actions. Those are yours alone. So for example, if you just experience going through a divorce, a separation or a breakup like me, and your thoughts start ruminating about the possibility of never finding anyone else to love again, then you will likely experience some very negative emotions like depression, which in turn may result in engaging in behaviors consistent with these feelings of depression, 
such as staying in bed all day or for the entire morning or, or scrolling through dating apps trying to fill a void inside of you. If though, on the other hand, your thought is, I'm actually a great partner. The relationship was actually meant to be. I'm grateful for the lessons, good and bad, that the relationship taught me. Then you are likely to feel and act quite differently as a result of that positive thinking pattern. So remember that you choose which thoughts to think. This willingness to cultivate a new perspective on a situation that caused you feelings of pain and loss. Will there, all, will there always be things that happen that are outside of your control? Like I shared above, absolutely yes. That is guaranteed. But what you do control is how you think and feel. And what you subsequently do about those uncontrollable events, that is how you shape and create your life. There are always people who thrive in times of crisis. Is it because they are lucky? No. It's because they choose to see opportunity as opposed to disadvantage. So what does this all mean? It means that you are participating in creating your reality, whether you know it or not. There is nothing magical about it. It is simply the way our brain operates. When you deny, reject, or unaware of this, then I promise you that you will feel powerless and you will become the victim of your life. But with awareness comes choice. When you start to understand the power of your thoughts and that you have the choice to make your thoughts work for you, now you are empowered to be in charge of your life and the one that you want to create. In essence, we are the ones that write our life story. It is based on what we believe is true, and usually we take actions consistent with those expectations. When we begin to act on what we expect will happen before it actually happens, we participate in creating the experience. So for example, if you don't have a positive self-concept and you fear rejection, and then you go on a date, you are not likely to present your best self by acting calm and self-confident. You are likely to be anxious and, be, and, and, and act in a way that is more likely to result in rejection. Hence the self-fulfilling prophecy here. We act in ways likely to bring about what we believe is true. That is the very definition of creating your reality. Now, here's where the creating part gets really serious. Your thoughts, if you think of them over and over and assign truth to them, they become beliefs. Now, neuroscientists state that when this happens, our beliefs create a cognitive lens through which you interpret the events of your world. And this lens serves as a selective filter through which you sift the environment for evidence that matches up with what you believe to be true. So what this means is thoughts in and of themselves have no power. It's only when we actively invest our attention into them that they begin to seem real. And when we engage with specific thoughts, we begin to feel the emotions that were triggered by these thoughts. 
So we enter a new emotional state, which then influences how we act. Now, your thoughts can also be a, catacly- a catalyst for self-perpetuating cycles. What you think directly influences how you feel and how you behave. So if you think you're a failure, you'll feel like a failure. Then you'll act like a failure, which then reinforces your belief that you must be a failure. So neuroscientists go on to say that the brain's selective filtering system, often referred to as priming, works on an activation inhibition model. When the brain is primed by a certain belief to look for something, it shuts down competing neural networks. So you actually have a hard time seeing evidence to the contrary on already exi- on an already existing belief. That's why people who are de- depressed see a more depressing world. It's also why you are so convinced that your view of the world is the truth. What most people don't realize is that they are participating in creating their own version of the truth. So let's continue this concept on how your brain functions in these moments. What you take in from the environment through your belief filter becomes your self-concept. Your self-concept is made up of I am beliefs about who you are presently and I can beliefs about who you're capable of being in the future. From these I am and I can statements, you create stories and narratives about who you are, things that you tell yourself and other people all day long. On the negative thought side, people can tell, keep telling themselves, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not lovable. Now, on the other hand, if we change those thoughts to more of a positive pattern, like I am good enough, I am smart, I am capable, I am attractive, I am beautiful, I am lovable, all of a sudden, your self-concept looks very different. This change from negative to positive thinking creates a different perception of yourself and you will exude a confidence out to the world, which will create more positive experiences and results. Now, I love this random quote that I found during researching this topic, and it goes as follows. You are the main character in your story, and you write the scripts based on your self-concept that is largely self-created. Once you draw a conclusion about yourself, you're likely to do two things. One, look for evidence that reinforces your belief, and two, discount anything that runs contrary to your belief. Now, I have personally seen many people develop the belief or have the belief that they are a failure and view each other or each of their mistakes as proof that they're not good enough. And when they do succeed at something, I see the same people chalk it up to luck. Now, consider for a moment that it not, might not be your lack of talent or lack of skills that are holding you back. Instead, it might be your beliefs that you keep about yourself that's stopping your potential in becoming your best version. Now, I promise you that creating a more positive outlook 
Becoming aware of your thoughts and controlling them by practicing every day and being aware of their power can lead to better outcomes. That's not to say positive thoughts have magical powers. It's not what I'm saying. But optimistic thoughts lead to positive behavior, which then increases your chances of a successful outcome and ultimately a better future life. What I'm also saying is start to challenge your conclusions. Take a look at the labels you've placed on yourself. Maybe you've declared yourself incompetent or perhaps you decided you're a bad partner. Remind yourself that you don't have to allow those beliefs to restrict your potential. Just because you think something doesn't make it true. Remember that you can change how you think. You can alter your perception and change your life. Now here are two ways to challenge your beliefs. One, look for evidence to the contrary. Take note of any times when your beliefs weren't reinforced. Acknowledging exceptions to the rule will remind you that your belief isn't always true. Number two, perform behavioral experiments that test how true your beliefs really are. If you think you're not good enough, do something that helps you to feel worthy. If you've labeled yourself as someone who does not have the courage to step outside your comfort zone, then force yourself to do something that feels a little uncomfortable. Now with practice, you can train your brain to think differently. When you give up those self-limiting beliefs, you'll be better equipped to reach your greatest potential. Here are a few quotes that really hit home that speak to these concepts. We become what we think about. And life consists mainly of the storm of thoughts that is forever flowing through one's head. Change your thoughts and change your life. I love that one. And lastly, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. And that statement is just all about the power of thought. So these individuals that actually came up with these statements discovered the secret to living a happy, purposeful and productive life because they all believe it comes down to this. We live in a world of thought. Our thoughts create our experiences and thus we experience what we think. It is the quality of our thoughts that create the quality of our life. So here's some additional words of wisdom that you need to realize. If you want to change the outside, you must first change the inside. You must change the attention of your thoughts because what you think directly influences how you feel. And how you feel directly influences how your body reacts. And how your body reacts directly influences how you behave. And then how you behave comes to define who you are and what you experience in your life. So one of my favorite authors and modern day thought provokers, Eckhart Tolle said, if you can get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. So to summarize how you think and how you feel directly impacts how your body reacts and all three influence how you behave and what actions you take. 
This is how your thoughts create your reality. It's in the way you behave and act that you define who you are and what you experience in life. And the way you behave and act is simply a construction of how you think, feel, and do. So in short, emotions are the reactions to the thoughts you give attention to. How you feel and how your body language is, is a reflection of what you're thinking about. And since emotions and the body's reactions are triggered by the thoughts you give attention to, therefore, you're living in a world of thought. Your thoughts create your experiences and thus you experience what you think. And now I'm going to say that throughout this episode because I think it is so true to what I'm saying here. So this means that all of the problems we experience are nothing more than a thinking problem. Now, the real problem is not the problem. The real problem is how we think about our problem. We are not our circumstances. We are what we think of our circumstances. So what I'm saying is our problems are nothing more than our emotional and body reactions to our thoughts about the problem. So if we can observe and change our attention or our perception, we can change our emotional reaction, which then changes our body's reaction, which ultimately changes how we act and experience our reality. One of my favorite people in this world and one of my teachers is Dr. Bruce Lipton, and he explains it as follows. Neuroscientists have shown that most of our decisions, actions, emotions, and behavior depend on the 95% of brain activity that is beyond our conscious awareness, which means that 95% of our life comes from the programming in our subconscious mind. And that's exactly why true change begins from the inside, not the outside. This is why for some people that have been stuck in these repeating negative thought patterns find it so hard to make change happen. It's because they've repeated the thought pattern so many times that they've now become rooted in who they are. Their thought patterns reinforce their beliefs and their beliefs came to define who they are and the reality they experience. So you may ask, how do you create new thought patterns? Well, here's how. One, increase your awareness by observing your emotions and body's reactions. And number two, be more conscious of what thoughts you give your attention to. It's what psychologists call, call metacognition, the idea of thinking about our thinking. The next time you feel a strong emotion, bring your awareness to it by pausing and asking yourself, what's going on in my mind right now? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I angry? Why am I upset? Why am I feeling so anxious or depressed? Now this exercise can help us figure out why we're feeling what we're feeling and drive us back to the root cause of these feelings, the thoughts we first gave our attention to. 
It triggers an emotion, which then triggers a body reaction and drives us to act in a certain way. This thought pattern creates a mental circuit in our brain. And as we repeat it, it becomes a subconscious behavioral pattern that runs on automation, much like what Dr. Bruce Lipton was saying. So this is how your thoughts shape your reality. This is why you are what you think. And this is why all the great minds and thinkers agree that we live in a world of thought. Our thoughts create our experiences and thus we experience what we think. The quality of our thoughts creates the quality of our life. Now, I personally know how hard it is to stand and stay in control of your thoughts, especially about our future when something is yet to be built or come to fruition in our life. It's hard to stand with conviction in defense of a life that has not yet materialized. But that is the beauty and mystery of life. You don't get what you want until you start living like you already have it. And to achieve this greatness, it starts with your thoughts and how you think about your future. Imagine yourself being able to touch it, taste it, like it's real. So when the journey feels impossible, change how you think about the impossible and know that you're now on the right track. You are competing against some very formidable adversaries, which are your negative thought patterns. You're also competing against the people around you that don't understand. You're competing against the obstacles that make you question whether that conjured up castle in the air could ever come to being. Now that is some resistance. But as you step forward into the haze, where your single acts of courage by challenging your negative thoughts, this is when it'll begin to tell a story. This is when your story will take shape. The once make-believe will become tangible. You will see the pieces start to come together and you will see yourself as the one who is capable of assembling them. An architect of sorts, a designer, one with courage and a self-positive belief. One who knows that to create a better and new future for yourself, you need to understand the power of your thoughts. So remember, you are the planter of the seeds. You are the thinker of your thoughts. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you love the messages I'm sharing like this one, or if you want to help spread the news and help grow this podcast, please go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and I would greatly appreciate if you can give me a rating and review. The more positive reviews I get, the greater impact I can have in people's lives, which will help grow this healing movement in a world and time where we all need healing. I will leave you with this message like I do for every episode. Be kind to yourself, believe in yourself, and cherish your loved ones, sending you peace, healing, and lots of love. Bye for now.